0: Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. It's a little before 11 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast of the United States. I have a couple of hot topics and one little sleepy one that I want to discuss with you. The sleepy one is, is historic. Today in history, February 1st, 1790, the Supreme Court of the United States of America held its first session in what was then the capital of the United States, New York City. The court, of course, was essentially meaningless in our society because it's an appellate court uh, and there hadn't been any cases making their way up to the Supreme Court. It would be a couple of years before cases filed in the trial court would make their way to the intermediate appellate courts called the circuit courts and then appeals from there would make their way the u.s supreme court and of course in those days if you were in state court let's say the supreme court of new jersey had ruled against you there would be no appeal from the supreme court of new jersey or new york or maryland or any of the uh, original 13 colonies become states up to the supreme court of the u.s so it took a long time for cases to make their way to the supreme court it wasn't for another 25 or 30 years before its impact would actually be felt in American jurisprudence and in basic law enforcement, and maybe another hundred years before the Supreme Court's impact was felt in the daily lives of Americans after the Civil War when it unleashed the Congress to write any regulations it wanted about basically any human behavior. I mention this because, A, today's its birthday, and B, the court is held in such low esteem, Uh, Today, Um, Republicans and and conservatives look at the liberal members of the court as if they're political hacks, and liberals and progressives and Democrats look at the Republican appointees on the court as if they're political hacks. Uh, Lately, Chief Justice Roberts is being attacked because his wife has made a lot of money uh, as a running a placement service where she finds jobs for lawyers at high-end law firms, and those law firms have cases before the court. Justice Clarence Thomas is being attacked because his wife uh, is a conservative Republican uh, political activist. The court's uh, authority uh, waxes and wanes throughout history. Uh, When John Marshall and the Supreme Court found uh, the second national bank of the United States to be constitutional and ordered President Andrew Jackson, to deposit funds from the Treasury and the Second National Bank. The president famously said, John Marshall was the chief justice at the time, John Marshall has made his decision, now let him enforce it. Well, the court has no enforcement arm. The court doesn't have an army that works for it. It's got marshals to protect it and to serve papers, but it doesn't have people to enforce its rulings. The court's rulings have the force of law only because we respect the court. When the court loses our respect, then its rulings will cease to have the force of law. The Respect, as I said, waxes and wanes. I don't know where it's going to go next. The the federal government is generally held in very low esteem today, Latest polls showing 69% of Americans think the worst problem in the United States is not inflation, it's not war, it's not Ukraine, it's lack of leadership from President Biden and from the Congress. This is not zeroing in on President Biden. This is lack of leadership from the federal government. Guess what? We should have no leadership from the federal government. The federal government exists just to solve federal problems, not national problems, not Every, it doesn't exist to right every wrong and regulate all behavior. It does that and it gets away with it because our friends on the Supreme Court have permitted them to get away with it. It was intended to be a small minimalist government that addressed matters of federal importance, defend the shores, regulate naturalization, have sound money, operate federal courts just to resolve truly federal problems. Today, the federal government, of course, is bigger than all the rest of government, state, local, regional, and county in the United States combined. It saps our strength. It saps our liberty. It saps our wealth. Is there any wonder there's such little respect for it? One of the things that the states have done, which has caused them to have such little respect, is bail reform. Bail reform, which basically says if the crime is not one of violence, the person does not have to post bail. Bail reform lets these uh, people out of jail immediately. Bail reform is so detrimental to the preservation of freedom and property in New York City. When these uh, characters get arrested, they basically taunt the police. So the police see somebody committing um, shoplifting. He's stealing something from the shelves and putting it in his bag. The, cops have a, the the shopkeeper has a tape of it. They show it to the cop. The cop goes, I know that guy. We arrested him last week. They arrest him again. They know where he lives. What does he say to the cop? Easy pass. Easy pass. Now, for those of you who are not in the Northeast, easy pass is the name of the system that we use to drive through toll plazas. So it, it zaps your easy pass um, uh, computer chip so you don't have to stop and pay cash for the toll. But to them, it means I'll be right out on the streets in a couple of hours. And they are. When I sat on the bench in New Jersey, there was no bail reform. Judges decided what the bail should be. We, we looked at the person's background. We examined the evidence against them. We decided, is this person likely to come back when we need him in court? Is this person likely to commit a crime before they come back in court? And judges could make that determination. And, and make a decision as to whether bail should be fixed and what the bail should be. It shouldn't be so unreasonable that they can't post it, but it has to be something that if they don't show up or if they commit another crime while they're out on bail and the bail that they've posted is seized by the state, it'll cause them to show up again. But with bail reform in New York, the way it is, and the creeps shouting easy pass, judges ready to pull their hair out. I don't know how I could sit in the state system in New York if I had to let everybody go, even though I knew from their behavior and from their record and from the evidence against them, this is a career person that's going to do it again. And they'll never show up in this courtroom for the trial on the charges for which they've just been arrested. It would be deeply frustrating, counterproductive, and absolutely catastrophic for freedom and for the sanctity of private property, the other problem is that you can't, in New York, carry a gun. You can't defend yourself. Somebody comes in uh, and is, and is uh, smashing windows and stealing from you. You have the right to use deadly force to get rid of them. Not in New York, because you can't carry a gun. I think that will change soon. Uh, the courts are scrutinizing New York's anti-gun legislation. It's obviously constitutionally deficient and utterly inconsistent with the Supreme Court's most recent ruling on the right to keep and bear arms. As I speak, 11 o'clock in the morning, Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is rummaging through the beach house of the President of the United States of America. Just broke a few minutes ago, Joe Biden's beach house in Rehoboth, Delaware, is being searched by the FBI, not pursuant to a search warrant, as was the case with Donald Trump, but pursuant to Joe's consent to make sure that there are no classified documents there. These two cases are apples and oranges. I won't go through the differences in all of them except to say that in the Trump case, he is accused of hiding documents so that the feds couldn't find them. That's why they went to Melania's clothes closet because one of the porters at Mar-a-Lago told the FBI, this is where Trump told me to put this box of documents. I don't know what was in the box. And sure enough, they found classified and national defense information secrets there. In Joe Biden's case, what is he going to do? He's not going to resist his own FBI. He consented and appears to be cooperating uh, fully. But there's something head-scratching and something unsettling about the FBI searching the home of the sitting president of the United States. I don't know where this is going to go. I've said before I expect Trump to be indicted. I think he'll be indicted by the state of New York and the state of Georgia on different uh, matters uh, before the feds get around to indicting him. But where this goes for Joe Biden, where it goes in the big picture, where it goes for the government overclassifying documents just because the government doesn't want the press and the public to see the documents more as we get it. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.